Hello and welcome back to This Mama Means Business. Yes, you heard that correctly. The name has remained the same. Oh my goodness, what a journey rebranding was. It made me reevaluate things in so many different ways. And as you can tell, I've kind of gone in a full circle. So if you're just joining us, I had taken the last little while off to rebrand the podcast. I was going to relaunch it under the pregnant CEO, but something didn't feel quite right. And it was through an incredible call with a mentor and coach of mine, Amanda Walker, that actually made me realize that I don't want to niche down to just serving pregnant CEOs, which is kind of what rebranding under that name would suggest, right? I want to be able to help other mom CEOs just like me, other women that are building their business while they raise their babies. That is my mission in life is to help them have dreams of who they want to be as a mom and as a CEO and fucking live them. So for now, the name remains the same. This moment means business, but you will find a whole new site for the podcast to call home. So if you want to check it out, the link is in the show notes, but you can head over to kyliekelly.com slash podcast and you will find a whole new homepage. So much goodness. So many of our past episodes that are highlighted and just shown way more love. There are new graphics. There is a place to sign up and apply to be a guest. If that interests you, oh, it's a whole lot of goodness. You might also notice I have decided to ditch the intros. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you know who I am, right? I want this podcast to be something that you can listen to in the car, back to back, on a walk. And I don't know about you, but it really annoys me when I have to listen to the intros over and over and over again. There are no rules in business and that is something that I love so much. So you will notice there is no intro music. There is no bio about me. If you want to know more about me, come and connect with me over at kyliekelly.com. But for now, we're going to dive right into the interview we have for this week with Callista Anderson. Now, Callista helps pregnant mamas get ready for their baby by preparing their self, space and significant other. She does so through her podcast, The New Mum Boss Podcast, as well as coaching an online course, New Mum Prep School. Callista is not only an incredible business owner, she's also a registered nurse, a certified lactation counselor, and a mum of three. You'll hear more of her story shortly, but her dedication to helping first-time mums was born when she had her first two kids 13 months apart, experiencing the new mum phase back to back. She's now on a mission to help preparing to be a new mum simple and thorough so that women can enter motherhood with confidence and joy so they can build a strong bond with their baby. Oh my goodness, is she a good fit for this podcast or what? So let's welcome Callista to the podcast. Callista, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I would love to introduce you to our listeners. Would you be able to share more about yourself, where you're from, what your family looks like, what your business looks like, all the all the good stuff? Sure, my pleasure. So I'm Callista Anderson and I'm the founder of New Mom Boss, which is a company that helps pregnant mamas prepare for the postpartum period. I also support mamas in the postpartum period, which is the most, I think, underprepared for time in our lives as as moms. And I do that through my podcast, the New Mom Boss Podcast. I have online courses and also I do one-on-one coaching. So lots of different ways to help mamas out there. And I think the biggest thing about what I do and what you do is that we teach women how, and moms more specifically, to think about the things that they don't normally think about in the postpartum period. You know, maybe a hundred years ago or 50 years ago, there 
there was no such thing as a wedding planner or a baby moon or uh, there wasn't a lot of things, right? And I want the postpartum preparation or having a postpartum plan and not just a birth plan to be a norm. And so that's what I'm doing with my clients, making sure they have a plan for the postpartum because oftentimes we get into the postpartum period and then we're like, oh my gosh, even though we think we're ready, we're really not that ready. Especially the first time, I think, as well. And interestingly that you mentioned wedding planner, because I think, and, and I come from a wedding background, like my first business was in wedding photography, right? And I, I've seen so often couples planning for this big day, right? And of course, it's a big transition. You're going to be married and, and yeah, your life will change somewhat once you get married. But I think, like you said, there's all this planning and preparation for a wedding. And yet when it comes to having a baby, there's all this planning and preparation for the birth and for pregnancy and how to stay healthy and all of these discussions, but there's not so much for the actual postpartum. And that's the part where your life is changing. You've birthed this beautiful baby and then suddenly you're this new person and your life looks completely different. And yet somewhat you're left in the dark, I feel like it's it's wild. Yeah, it's a weird cultural thing where we focus on a lot of other things that are I don't want to say trivial because I think it's fun to plan for a wedding. I think it's fun to do all the things during pregnancy, like the baby shower and the Pinterest perfect nursery and all those things that make life beautiful and fun. But I also just want to add on the postpartum period, which is the messiest time getting from point A to point B. It's supposed to be messy. It's just, it is what it is, but you could still be more ready for it than the way we normally do things. And I got into this because I was that mom. I feel like, you know, I was probably more prepared than most first time moms. And yet I was still really unprepared. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse and my husband's a doctor. And so when we were pregnant, when I was pregnant with our first, we were like, oh, this is going to be like a piece of, not a piece of tape, but we got this. You know, in, in nursing school, I did the L&D rotation and followed around a lactation counselor. My husband even, he delivered a baby as a medical student, even though he's, he's an orthopedic surgeon, but he went through some experiences with labor and babies and so did I. Um, so we had our baby girl and it was really hard. I didn't know um, the proper way to breastfeed, even though I thought I knew like it was going to come naturally. And my doctor didn't really help me prepare for the postpartum period. There was not much education or information for after. I did have one lactation counselor visit while I was still in the hospital. And that was nice to have, but it was still maybe only like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And then I went home and I felt like I was left to do everything on my own. I had a nipple injury from that first week. It was not fun, but luckily I was able to find help, a breastfeeding group, and we quickly got into the swing of things. The sleep deprivation was something else. Like I knew I was not going to have a lot of sleep, but to experience it was a different story. And it was pretty hard, you know, and I wasn't expecting the difficulty of it which made it harder. I think I think when you you brace yourself for the, the change, you can deal with it better. We were chugging along and then at 4 months I found out I was pregnant again. I didn't know whether I wanted to cry or be happy, but I knew I wanted a better experience the second time around. So, I thought of everything that I did that wasn't necessary and everything I should have 
probably done to prepare for the second baby. And that's what I did. And I had a beautiful second time experience, which was nice. But you know, that's where this business and company was born from was, you know, why do we have to wait the second time around to really be prepared the way we need to be prepared? So that's how New Mom Boss came to be. I love it so much when a business is born out of a gap, right? I think I think sometimes or a lot of the times the best businesses and the things that we're passionate about come from a place of not desperation, but like our own experience of how hard something is and like, why isn't there something available? And yeah, good on you for creating that thing that's available now. I think that's fantastic. I think it's interesting as well, the whole sleep deprivation piece, because I would imagine coming from a medical background, like that training and study and all of that is is hard. I perceive that as being really hard. And I think the sleep deprivation, I would have thought almost like a shift worker or you'd be used to working a lot and not getting as much sleep as say myself who loved my 10 hours every night, that that's why it was a shock for me. So the fact that you even felt the, the difference and the struggle with the sleep deprivation piece like shows our listeners that it's not like anything you've ever experienced before. Even if you're used to shift work or you're used to getting less sleep than maybe most, it's still something else completely. That was the biggest shocker to me as a new mom because I actually didn't feel the sleep deprivation for two months. I was on such a high. I was running on adrenaline, I think. Just so happy to be a mom and loving the cute little baby, you know, feeding her every few hours, staying on top of the feedings and, you know, not really resting when she was resting. And so I think that just compounded after eight weeks. And then it was like a crash, like, holy moly, I cannot even describe how exhausted I feel right now. And so, yeah, I had two months more of actually feeling that. And then I was like, holy moly, I am pregnant again. So we sleep trained our daughter, the first one, because I just needed sleep before the next one. And then we did it again for the second one. And I have to say that has been like the best decision because sleep is so important you don't know it until you don't have it and it's so critical too to not only how you feel but your mental health and also just the healing and recovery you you recover much better when you have enough sleep you know that's when our cells regenerate and it just ripples out to all these other parts of our lives and so I cannot highly encourage enough to get enough rest and sleep. And part of that is getting the right support ahead of time and learning how you could prepare your home, your relationship, and yourself and everything else before the baby arrives. Because most of the time, first-time moms don't think about that until they're in that sticky mess. And then it's harder to deal with once you're in this brain fog. Ladies, I have to tell you about something so juicy and so exciting that I have coming up. I have created a private podcast series all about how I grew my email list from zero to over 1,000 women in less than six months organically without wasting time or money. So if you're sick of showing up and feeling like no one can even hear you above the online noise, if you don't have time to create and share freebies to grow your audience slowly, if you want to be seen as the expert in your niche without waiting 10 years for that to happen, and you're tired of launching new offers and creating new sales pages all for no one to buy, this podcast series is for you. 
It's only five episodes long. We kick off next Monday, the 31st, and it is totally free. Head over to kyliekelly.com slash private to sign up today. And I can't wait to get this juicy content into your earbuds because it has the power to change everything for you. And I don't say that lightly. Come and join us. I hope to see you there. Head over to kyliekelly.com slash private. All right, let's jump back to the episode. So for anyone that's joining us that is pregnant at the moment and haven't really put much thought into the postpartum or into what that looks like, they know it's going to be a challenge hard. They're looking forward to it. How does somebody go about creating this plan? What would like the first step be, do you think? The very first step is actually think about it. I get emails from my podcast listeners saying they thought they were ready until they listened to my podcast. And I go on and on about how like we think we're ready, but we're not really ready. And they actually start doubting themselves, which is a good and a bad thing. I think it's not really to doubt yourself because you're going to be okay no matter what. It just might take a longer time until you feel like you've got a handle of things. I want to help shortcut that and have you feel like you're enjoying the postpartum period and the baby, your partner and yourself and your community. So once you start thinking like, oh yeah, I probably should have a postpartum plan. I mean, we have this birth plan that everyone talks about then we go home and we don't have a plan other than we have a beautiful nursery. We have all the baby stuff and that's about it. And you kind of maybe know when you're going to go back to work. That's the extent of our plans. But there's so many pieces that are moving when you get home. So the things I like to help moms prepare for is the five S's, which is to prepare yourself Prepare your significant other because there's a lot of dynamic changes in your relationship going from a couple to parents and from having your own time together to now always having a baby with you. It's a lot of changes. And then preparing your space, which goes beyond the nursery. Your whole household should be prepared. If you took an inventory of all the tasks you did before the baby arrives, like you would be amazed how much you actually do daily, weekly, and monthly. And now you add a baby onto that. It's a lot, especially the first eight weeks because you are literally caring for the baby 24-7. Like that's not even an exaggeration. Because <laughs> even when you're sleeping, you have like one eye open, right? The first few weeks because you're like, I need to keep this baby alive. The fourth S is skills. So you don't necessarily, or you might not think of being a mom as something you need skills for, but the skills that we need is, or at least the techniques about it is like breastfeeding. You know, there's a learning curve to breastfeeding and pumping, or even if you go the formula route, you know, every formula is different. They heat up at different temperatures and all these little details. And then going back to work, the time management and pumping at work, it's, there's a lot you learn in a very short amount of time and to, to learn these skills and not waiting to learn these skills, like learning them while you're pregnant or at least becoming familiar with it is so helpful. And then the last S is support. And if you have a a support system ahead of time, you don't have to build that village while you're sleep deprived, while you're recovering from birth pregnancy. So, you know, that is the postpartum plan I help mamas go through. Oh yeah. And then like we've talked about as well, after like that first eight weeks, you've also then, you know, you've got the 
change in your hormones, you've got the sleep deprivation, you've got all these changes. So imagine how much smoother that can be if you are prepared, if you have thought about all of this first. And I um, I really resonate with that because as I think we've spoken about a little bit already um, in our previous podcast episode together and offline, but with my firstborn Spencer, it was, it was that. I went home to a pretty nursery and thought everything would come naturally. I'd always wanted to be a mum. Of course I can just figure this out. And especially breastfeeding, I really struggled. Um, and so I ended up giving up after only a couple of weeks. Like that was definitely one of the things that I regretted. Like that's not what I envisaged for my experience. That's not what I wanted, but that's, it was just all too much. It was all too hard. And I hadn't thought about the support or where to go, or if there was even an option to seek help. Like I hadn't really thought about any of that. And then my second experience, having learned all of that, like yours was completely different, but imagine the power that women can have if they have all of this knowledge and all of this preparation for the first time around, they don't have to go through the, the bad first time. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah, it makes your experience so much more beautiful when you can just focus on your baby and have a smoother transition from that third trimester and birth into the fourth trimester where you're just in a haven, right? Because everything else has been prepared for how nice would it be not to worry about how your household is running and you have your community, your support checking in on you and bringing you meals or sending you meals. Like like our meals are so important for that milk production and the sleep is important so that we're not stressed out because stress will counteract your milk production as well. I know that so like 99% of moms, I feel like want to breastfeed and a lot of moms give up sooner than they want, just like you, because it's too hard. But I was also, and this is another tip, I can appreciate formula and I'm glad it's around and I believe it's a great safety net. And if we can't breastfeed, you know, it's there. If your plan is to breastfeed, you know, getting that latch is important so that you can go on. The other thing is even for me, I had a good latch, but my thinking was like, oh, I'm going to give her a bottle of formula at night so she could sleep better because formula is thicker and heavier than breast milk and my thinking was her belly will be full longer which it probably does do that it did that thing is it decreased my supply because that was replacing with feeding and so my milk production started going down and then I had to increase the formula and then by like like five months like I mentioned I stopped breastfeeding and my goal was six months to a year that was one thing um If I could change, I would not have introduced formulas early. But also here in America, I'm not sure about today, but the doctors back then, they give out a lot of free samples. And so you have them just at your home. And it's so easy to just, oh, let me just do, you know, this feeding with the formula. But that decreases the supply. So the first time around with Spencer ended up being vacuumed out. <laughs> I had an episiotomy. It was a whole ordeal. And he spent some time in like their, their nursery, um, their special care nursery, and they supplemented him from the very start with some formula. So, which is fine. Like obviously they did what they thought they needed to. And I didn't know any different to have an opinion otherwise, but that meant, yeah, you're exactly right. When we got home, they sent us home with formula as well. So I was trying to supplement from the start, but then my body didn't produce 
it didn't need to. So it didn't produce the amount of milk, I guess, that he would have needed to then solely breastfeed. And when you're tired and when it's all too much, it's so easy just to, to reach for the formula, which is not a bad thing. I'm definitely, if anybody's listening that is formula feeding their baby, like you're feeding your baby, that's absolutely, there's no judgment from me at all in, in turn with that. But I think um, knowing that and having that experience and knowing for our second Sam, he was going to be our last. We only want the two boys. So I was desperate to have this beautiful breastfeeding journey as my own experience more than anything and definitely preparing for that and having a doula on board that was also a lactation consultant and prepared me for that and would check in you know, daily in that first week and make sure he was latching. And it made a world of difference. It wasn't this isolating trying to figure it out on your own type experience. It was more supported. And I think if we can support ourselves and have people support us, especially when we first get home, it makes a world of difference to your experience. A hundred percent. Yeah. And just to add on to the formula, I think mental health is at the top, right? Like the preparing yourself. So if, if you're having a tough time in postpartum and breastfeeding is just so hard and you want to give that up, like I know we can be hard on ourselves for giving up sooner than we want, but just remember that your, yourself comes first because if you cannot be at your best, even in the postpartum period where you just feel so like exhausted, you know, you have to be able to support yourself first before you can give to your baby. And so if that's what has to be given up, then that's what has to be given up. And that's okay. You know, I think what's interesting is, and maybe for you and for others who stop breastfeeding earlier, just know that no matter when you stop breastfeeding, or if you never breastfeed, there is this a little bit of a a grief or mourning about it, no matter what point. You could breastfeed for a year and when you wean, you, there's a sadness about stopping the, the nursing. You know, for me, it was five months with my first and it, I was sad about it. You know, not for a long time, but there is, I think it's normal to feel sadness when you stop breastfeeding or if you don't breastfeed. It's just wired with us, within us, and just know that everyone feels that way. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's really good advice. Just a little bit on a random note. One thing that really helped me the second time around in the postpartum, my doula recommended it but was to have a whiteboard um, outside the bedroom door and on that whiteboard have how much sleep I'd gotten in the 24-hour period so whether it was five hours whether it was eight hours whatever that amount was Um, and then any questions I had or anything I wanted to ask to jot them down and then as well things like um, numbers for people so like the doula the lactation consultant anyone that was, was part of my support village putting their numbers down things like that and just updating it to keep myself, but my my husband, Nick, on the same page. So he knew, oh, she's had a really bad night. She's only got five hours sleep. What can I do to support her? It made it so much easier to not worry about the communication. Because when I get tired, and I'm sure a lot of women are the same, but when I'm that tired, you don't communicate at your best. I'm, I was crying. I was not being able to articulate my words. So having something like that, that made it really clear for everyone what I needed and how I was right there at that moment um, was really helpful. So I thought I'd just throw that out there in case anybody wants something super practical, but I found that was really helpful. I love that. I love what you've shared, Clista. I think that those workshops that you offer are fantastic. So we're going to link to everything in the show notes for anyone joining us that needs to think more about this postpartum piece, because as you can tell, I'm a huge advocate for what you do and it's so important. So we will be sending everybody your way. Um, If they want to connect further, what's the best place for them? Where should they go? Instagram is probably the easiest. You know, you can feel free to send me a message, a DM. It's at 
new mom boss and the web everything's the same across the board so the podcast is the new mom boss podcast and the website is newmomboss.com lovely thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with us that was really helpful oh thank you so much kylie thanks for helping me get the message out but i know we're on the same mission for helping pregnant mamas prepare for when their babies arrive so i appreciate you inviting me on and having this chat Every single week, I do my best to bring you two episodes that are going to really add value to your CEO mom journey. I pour my heart and soul into this podcast. I record, I edit, I do everything myself. So there is a really simple way that you could return the favor. If you would leave me a review, head on over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and let me know how I'm doing. Leave me a few words that lets me know what content you love most, what you might like to hear in the future. I would appreciate that so very much. For the show notes and links from today, please head over to my website, kyliekelly.com slash podcast. I cannot wait to bring you more value and more juicy content to your earbuds soon. But for now, I hope you continue to have an incredible day and know that mama, you have got this shit. All right. Bye for now. Bye.